Last week on Discount Heroes. So why have we killed this guy? Because he's my friend, Rick. You're not killing him. Thrasher, were you able to collect Braddock's thing that we were trying to get yesterday? Yeah, man, we got it. I think we need to use it so we can all get into uh, Little Wagon Wheel's mind. Okay, so look, detect all friends. How do we get in? Knox steps up to Wagon Wheel and holds both of his hands out, looking for his party's hands. All right, guys, you all ready? Yeah. Ready, bro. We're not just friends. What are we? Best friends forever. forever. (laughs) Mr. Frizzle, I brought more customers. He walks up. This is not my name. I am the ancient reptilian mind that exists within all creatures. There is something within you. You have a power sleeping within. Minds gathered together in this place have a tendency to draw malicious thoughts. You walk outside and you're confronted by a floating painting. As Thrasher falls to the ground, the art wheels wildly in the air and strikes at Thrasher. I sure hope you're ready for this one because we weren't. That's a lot of whiskey in that glass, man. It's mostly Sprite. Okay. Welcome to Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. We're a chaotic character and story-driven real-play podcast. We're a group of five friends who've all known each other for 15-plus years. We've played countless hours of questionable D&D, and we want to share with you the game that we love so much. My name is Brent. I'm the DM here. we got four players. Why don't you introduce yourselves and who you're playing? This is Tower. I am playing... The satyr on the mission coats for his favorite magic item. Please catch me. I'm about to do a stage dive. This is Dimarok. Hey, I just want to let you know you did that one like two weeks ago. A stage dive? Yeah. I can't think of any other things. I'm just, I don't care if you do it again. Everybody get loud. It's time for the encore. This is Aaron playing Dimarok, the tiefling bard. Hi, everybody. This is Jared. I play Thrasher. He's a human barbarian. And this is Matt, and I am playing the wizard in part, yet sumo wrestler at heart, Knox Longfoot. Ooh, nice. (laughs) Did anyone else hear the Captain Planet theme while Jared was talking? I heard something delicious. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to watch that. My dad wouldn't let me. (laughs) (laughs) He's not kidding. And that is a true story. Yeah, I had so many questions for last week, I wasn't prepared for this one, so I thought I'd force one of you to improvise for a second and ask a question of everybody. Do it. Oh, thanks for volunteering, Tyler. Yeah, no fear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always ready. So go. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me a question. (laughs) No, you have to come up with the question for everybody. Oh, I was playing uh, Demarok in that scenario. (laughs) Of having no clue what was going on. Um. Damn it. Okay, I wasn't ready. 
Way to go, Tyler. You blew it. I don't want to blow it, though. Just ask a cool question. Yeah, it's so easy. He keeps making fun of me out of the game. I ask him all these lame questions. Yeah. Yeah, but you have two You have two weeks <laughs> in between to plan. What is your character's guilty pleasure? What's your guy's favorite brand of pocket protectors? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. All right, that's everybody's homework for next week. What am I going to ask you next week? <laughs> Hey, jump on the Discord. Let us know what we should ask. Yeah, that would be helpful. Please do some of the work for us. <laughs> for the love of God, help us. We obviously can't handle it. Help us create content you might enjoy. All right, what's your character's favorite dinosaur? Ankylosaur. Don't. You ruined it. Why is that? What? Why does that ruin it? I don't know. That's literally the best dinosaur, so it's everyone's favorite dinosaur. No, it's not. Okay. Name a better dinosaur. My favorite is the one that would be the car in uh, Flint, in the Flintstones. It would be like a oh, it'd be like a <laughs> crane. You know what I'm talking about? It would pick stuff up. Whatever dinosaur they use for that. With the real long necks. It's a fucking craniosaurus, brah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No one else has a favorite dinosaur. This is a failure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good try, Matt. You suck. Someone think of questions for next week. Let's go ahead and move on to the game. No, we have to have a question. Oh my god. (laughs) This is going to be the whole... This was enough of a window into our private conversation. (laughs) (laughs) One word, no explanation. What movie character... What, no, what actor best identifies your character? Hmm. Or movie character? I don't know, something like that. Forrest Gump. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wagon wheel is Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I can see that. Here, I, I got a question. We've known each other for 15 years. What is your favorite memory of me? What <laughs> 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 are your worst? I'll take either one. Uh, I can't say it on the podcast. My favorite memory of Copes is when he let me borrow 200 bucks last week. Oh, shit. Thanks, bro. Your boys got gold coins. Now we can do something else. My favorite memory of Jared combines your question and my first question in one. Because I know what his favorite (laughs) dinosaur was. (laughs) All right. Are we doing a question or no question? We have to do a question. No, we don't. No, we we, it's done. It's over. They've heard enough from. They're sick of our shit. The people that play the characters that they will now experience here. Silence! Begin the game. (laughs) (laughs) so let's go ahead and begin the game so last week our intrepid adventurers formulated a plan to use the spellbinder to enter wagon wheel's mind they turned his glasses around affixed it creating a portal into the mind and soul of their dear friend they entered that strange place and just went shopping. And just went shopping at the mental inventory, <laughs> gaining once lost memories as treasure to take with them. As they completed their shopping trip, Copes was confronted by some errant art outside, which promptly attacked. And that's where we find ourselves. The art had just looked incredibly boring, and Thrasher saw it and fell asleep. As we were ending the game, the modern art wheeled through the air and attacked. Yeah, Demarok was sitting there inside that mine shop talking to Mr. Frizz, 
and he hears a crash, and he looks over his shoulder and sees out a window what's going on. Hold on a second. I think there's some bad art outside. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Aaron, it's Frizzle, like from uh, Magic School Bus, because you're the one who made the joke, remember? Mm, nope. That makes sense. All right. All right. Thrasher, you take 11 damage. Ow. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Ow. What happened? He got hit by some canvas? By some canvas, yeah. <laughs> that is some really bad art. Or is it really good art because it makes you feel? How did it hurt him 11 damage? It wheeled through the air. It does do psychic damage, by the way, when it hits you. As the heavy meaning cuts you to your core. <laughs> it must be impressionism, huh? Yeah, it leaves a mark. That's late modern. <laughs> All right, so is everybody outside at this point? You come outside? Yeah, Knox will rush outside when he hears the crash. All right, you come outside as you see it flying up in the air. You see Thrasher bleeding a little bit on the ground. You get another saving throw, Thrasher, when you get damaged. All right. It was a wisdom save? Yep, that's right. Six. <laughs> With disadvantage. Oh, sorry. Forgot I had disadvantage. Ah, it's five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you wake up and see it for a second. You see the artwork. It's just like so boring. <laughs> oh, oh, guys, what the? Oh my god, oh, what? It, oh. <laughs> Let's not do with initiative. So, what do you want to do, Copes, since you were out here already? I am going to attack it with all my fervor because I cannot imagine anything making the stars boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to summon everything I have and I'm going to cast a flame sphere at it. A flaming sphere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a five foot diameter sphere of fire appears in an unoccupied space of my choice. So I'm going to cast it right on the painting and it has to make a dexterity saving throw. All right, it spins through the air, gets a 12. Yeah, no way. All right, you summon a flaming sphere. The canvas sets alight. Inside, you see the remnants of the forest and the stars burst into flame, reflecting a forest on fire. Yeah, been there, but this is not real. I know where I'm at. How much damage does it do? 2d6. Five fire damage. Yeah, don't have to say it like that. But yeah, five fire damage. The canvas is alight. Nox, what you got? Yeah, Nox is just going to rush out. And Do we have our weapons here? So that is a good point. Really, you would only have things that you would picture yourself as having all the time. Like, you're never without this. Hmm. Okay, I don't think Nox does. God, I'm going to have to cast magic. What the hell? <clears throat> so so I, I guess Nox will run out and he reaches for a scimitar, but finds no scimitar on his side. So his hands are going to glow with an orange energy as a orange bell forms in his hands and he crashes against it and casts Toll of the Dead on this picture frame. Maybe. It's a saving throw wisdom, I believe. All right, you're attacking the artwork. Yeah. He failed, probably. So he rolled a three. So because it's already damaged, that's going to be 1d12 damage. And that's an 11. Damn. All right, so you see the fire die down within the frame. You see the forest beginning to die and wilt away. What's going on, Copes? I don't know. I hope this isn't relevant to what's happening outside of the brain plane. 
Yeah, I've caught a lot of forests on fire. I don't like this. All right, the painting wheels around wildly on fire, showing scenes of death and decay. And now everyone's going to make a saving throw according to the thing that they describe about like how they liked art. Nox doesn't care for art, so you're going to make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Copes, you're also going to make a wisdom saving throw, because although you like art, it's primarily art that depicts the skies and the stars, natural art. Right, I got to pick it. And then uh, you're a big fan of art, like the abstract and impressionist type art, right, Demarok? That's right. So you're going to make a charisma saving throw. Nice. If it's against a magical effect, I got an 11. This is not magical. Oh, so no, I didn't. I got a 6. Cope's got a 21. Demarok got a 20. Nox, you find the painting, the contents just... They're so boring. It's just its just so uninteresting to you. You just feel your eyelids drooping, and you fall asleep. Guys, I just, I just can't. I just, I just can't. <laughs> Knox, no, it's the <laughs> colors. You gotta... It's not what's on the painting. It's what it represents. You gotta... Demi, he doesn't get it, bro. Attack the painting, please. When you say those words, Demarok, the painting stops wheeling around so wildly, and it approaches you. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't you see how lovely and misunderstood it is? It's not just each individual stroke. It's the culmination of all of them together. It's a masterpiece. The artwork, if you could see exultation pictured, that's exactly what you feel from this painting. <laughs> this is exactly what this painting wanted to hear. Good job, Air. And it's almost like a sigh of relief. <laughs> the painting just falls inanimate on the ground oh my it's had to compliment the art got it in one <laughs> damn <laughs> and that's going in my collection yeah, you go to pick it up and it shrinks in size fitting in your hand i'm gonna put this on my fridge in my studio <laughs> <laughs> damn air yeah that really solved it nice <laughs> solved that very nice yeah solved that puzzle the painting just wanted to be understood Everybody loves a little appreciation. Yeah, no kidding. Demi, great job, bro. What spell was that? That's an old one called class. <laughs> Maybe one day you'll learn a little bit about it, huh? Maybe. But um, and I jab Thrasher in the ribs with my elbow. Huh? Huh? Thanks. I'm sleeping on the ground. Does that wake him up? So is Knox. Yeah, it wakes him up. Yeah. <laughs> I shake Knox. Wake him up. Ah, did I die again? No, bro. You just don't appreciate art. I feel like I died of boredom. Stupid painting. Hey, Demi, tell him. It's a great painting. Ah, all right. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. <laughs> all right, Thrasher, can you take us to this wagon wheel fortress thing? Yeah, man. Over there by those torches. Let's go pick them up. Off in the distance, like I described before, you see these torches just hanging in the air. They're the only break from the unerring darkness that otherwise permeates this odd place. In this place, in this spot that you're approaching here, there are two torches. One seemingly freshly lit and another burned down to nearly a stump. All right, Thrasher, which one is it? The big one or the little one? It was just two regular torches last time, wasn't it? No. 
Now, one of them was nearly burnt out last time, too. Which one did I pick up? The full one. Oh, uh, that's Wagon Wheel's Torch, the burnt out one. The burnt one is Wagon Wheel. Yep. I didn't get that at all. Good job, guys. You're better at this than I am. I do a lot of escape the room. <laughs> With my brother Aaron over there, eight eight out of zero success rate. So. Yeah, I knew that was Wagon Wheel a couple <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> the fact that you've done eight of them and your friend of 15 years, me, hasn't gotten invited, makes it kind of hurts a little bit. You're too tall. That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> too blundering. You, ne- <laughs> you never get out. <laughs> Can't fit through the door frame. There was a trap door in one. He's the guy that they put all the notes for. It's like, if it doesn't budge easy, <laughs> then don't pull it. Right. <laughs> Those notes are just part of the rooms. You're supposed to pull it harder. Dude, if you pull out a multi-tool, they get so mad. <laughs> you know you can just pick those locks. It's the easiest way to get out. You know how easy it is for me to go through drywall? <laughs> yeah, last time I picked up this fresh one. And that's the one that attacked you? Kinda? Uh, it wouldn't let me in. What if this art that's around us, these flames represent two beings? The dark and the light, the strong and the weak, both sides of wagon wheel. No, I didn't gather that. That can't be it. Yeah, it's probably wrong. Should we try a different one, though? I pick up the short one. Knox screams. <laughs> hey, put me down! <laughs> <laughs> I did not get that either for a second. God, I'm off today. As you pick up the torch, a towering city is illuminated in front of you, as though the light simply revealed what was already there. You appear to be standing outside of a sprawling city, though its foreboding streets appear completely dark, save for the light of the torch that you carry. A large wrought iron gate topped with sharpened spikes looms before you. And now different than what you saw last time you actually see that there's a much smaller gate set into the bottom of the tower wall it's like a doggy gate i take offense to that (laughs) i'm assuming it's gnome size oh oh man wow what a coincidence (laughs) thrasher did you try the small gate i i did not try the small gate i'm sure you you tried both torches you didn't just do the same exact thing when you came back both times right the definition of genius is trying the same thing over and over and not getting different results. Yeah, you really botched that one. Shut up and go through the tiny gate. Alright guys, y'all want to try the small door? I go first. Hey, win in the brain plane, you know? <laughs> crawl through knocks, bro. He doesn't have to crawl, it's gnome-sized. <laughs> what do you mean crawl? It's my height. So it's still a gate, you said? Yeah, it's still a gate. All right, I'm hesitant. Hey, be careful when you touch that thing, man. Okay, okay, okay. I've got an idea. Uh, You said when Demi could hear Thrasher banging on the gate, right? That's right. Okay, so Nox is gonna... I really don't want to die. I don't know if I should use the spell. (laughs) Brent really wants you to die, though. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to, you know, a new thing here where I don't die every episode. Gotta keep it the continuity, Matt. Come on. Did the city look the same both times with both torches? It was just the gate that was different? It revealed a gate that wasn't there. Okay. Can I safely touch it? You could touch it all you want. (laughs) (laughs) Brent. (laughs) We can cut stuff out. Just tell me what to do. (laughs) As Knox approaches the gate, I start counting friends. I 
start chanting friends, friends, friends. Cope says to friends, 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 friends. All right, Knox tries to open the small gate. All right, as you place your hands upon the gate, you hear something in your mind. It sounds like a gasp. <gasps> and the gate opens. And uh, he just mutters under his breath. We're here. We're here, wagon. We're here. And he's going to walk through. All right, you can walk through easily without hunching. All right, guys. It's this gate. I crawl through. Trash, he did it. That looked, that looked kind of easy. <laughs> I similarly look at him like I did last night, shake my head, and crawl through the gate. And I follow behind. All right, you walk into an empty thoroughfare lining the streets of this apparent city. All the buildings are completely dark and empty. You don't hear any movement aside from the crackling of the torch in your hands and your own footsteps upon the ground. A single tower stands in the middle of this city, this empty place, and a set of stairs that spirals around the tower all the way to the top, where you see a single torch lit. Alright guys, what do you say? We move up? He's up there, bros. Head to the torch, I don't know. We gotta get up there and put out a torch. I start climbing. We're walking up the stairs. Alright, you're just surrounded by silence as you scale to the top. You approach the very top of the tower. As you reach there, you look over and it seems like you're much higher up than the apparent height from the bottom would seem to imply. You approach a window that's got metal bars covering it and a single torch nearly burned out, burning right outside. You see a small figure sitting over a desk writing on a piece of parchment. Is he recognizable? It's a little gnome figure. Does he have any hair? He does not have any hair. Oh, my goodness. You said it's behind a locked... He's locked in there? Like, there's barred windows that we see through? There's a barred window, yeah. Is it wagon wheel? It's wagon wheel. Yes, it's wagon wheel. I rush to the gate, and both hands grab onto the gate, (laughs) and I shout, wagon wheel! Wagon wheel, we found you! We've come for you! With that shouting, he sprawls to the side, crashing onto the ground. Ah! What is it? What... Wait, what are you doing here? That's right, we did it! We made it! We're inside your brain! And we're here to get you! He looks around, you can't be here. You can't be here, it's not safe for you. No, we talked to the little lizard dude, gave him some memories, and then we're here, it's fine, it's okay. No, you don't know, you don't know. I'm not the only one in here. He's gonna see you, he's gonna see you! He's holding his head, just talking into the ground. Who is it? Legis, he's here. He's here. Good. Then we don't have to look for him. Oh. You see that suddenly all of the streets and thoroughfares of the city alight at once via torchlight, springing to life along its streets and alleyways. He's, he's seen us already. You're gonna, you have to get out. You have to get out. You die here, you die. As he's saying that, you feel a shifting in the ground. You see that the stones of the tower begin shifting and circling and spiraling around, partially obscuring the window at various points. You see Wagon Wheel run up to the bars of the window 
Thrasher, Thrasher, you have to remember, remember what you... And the stones enclose him entirely. You find that the stairs drop out from beneath you. You fall to the ground. Ugh. But I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hurt you guys. Okay. Do we land on the bed? <laughs> the bed? Yeah, are we back in the ship? No, you're not. Okay, okay. And you land upon the ground. The signs of the tower apparently gone. The streets now lit with torchlight. You see people walking among the streets, seemingly just going about their, well, I guess apparent business. They don't take any notice of you as you crash upon the ground. Do they look like actual people that we see, or is it like forms, etherealness? So they do look like actual people. Okay. Though, now that you look more closely, you feel like you recognize some of the faces. Like, maybe some of them are faces you've seen in Vallast. Does the city look like Vallast, the street that we're in? It does not, no. All right, guys, that was intense. I didn't expect to... I don't, I don't know what I expected, but if Legius is here, I don't know if I'm ready to face him. Dash, I, I think we need to do what you've always told us to do. Rock on. We have to follow the lichen. I think we need to follow the lichen. Perception check. All right. For sure, for sure. 23. Let's go with yours. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, getting around, you actually do see spots of lichen growing along the walls and along the ground. (laughs) Yes! Though they're difficult to see with the torchlight that has suddenly sprung throughout the city. Because it's not to the side of us or behind of us, it's in front of us. <laughs> exactly. Gosh dang it. Now you're catching on. <laughs> Next time you take me out to lunch, remind me to explain that. <laughs> oh, we know. Nah, you don't get it. Direct light will dilate your pupils and you won't be able to see in the dark. Nah, you're too dumb. Nah, you don't get it. <laughs> you're, too, you're too stupid. <laughs> How do we put out the torches? Why do we want to put out the torches? So we can see the lichen better. I don't know. I don't know, but I think we could still follow it if Legis is here. I can try something. I'm going to cast... How close is the the closest torch to us? They're all over, so pretty close. I'm going to just try Druidcraft on one. You can dim a torch or put it out with that, right? Yeah, yeah. It snuffs out. You see that the lichen closest to you glows with a soft light after the torch has been put out. Now, let me ask it. It's a cantrip, so can I just... Yeah, you can just keep doing it. Yeah, just keep on. (laughs) I mean, we could also just put torches out. Don't take this from me. I'm just kidding. Two foot five wizard. (laughs) Get the fuck away. It's two foot eight. Get it right. Damn it. It's Cope's Lador and his Deluminator. Cope's Lador and his Deluminator. I like that. <laughs> that was just for you. Thank you. <laughs> so I snuff out the closest torch and there is lichen leading that way. You see the lichen traveling along the ground further into the city. And as you do so, you see that several people stop to look at you. They just stop what they're doing and seemingly in unison turn to stare at you. I stare back. Do they not approvingly <laughs> at all? <laughs> One of them says, Hey, man, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? 
What do you mean? Well, I'm doing. I'm going about my daily life just like normal. Why are you looking at me then? You putting out that torch? Yeah. Why do you need it? Why is that? And another person says, "Why is that?" Another one says, "Why is that?" Yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Why is what? I use Druidcraft to relight the torch. They just look at you for a second and then resume what they were doing. All right, this is going to be a game of hitting, you know. <laughs> hey, if we're going to follow the lichen, let's follow it. All right, I'm going to walk down the path the lichen had revealed. All right. Do we get to a point where we cannot see the lichen anymore? I'm not going to worry about that for now. You guys figured it out for the most part. <laughs> okay. All right, we keep going. Real quick, as we are walking, Nox is going to take the leather armor off that he had and stick it in his bag, and he's going to bump his elbow into Thrasher. Hey, maybe I could be a better wizard. And he concentrates, and a ethereal, magical armor begins to glow around him in the similar shape as the leather armor, but it's been ethereal, and it's it's red kind of matches the, the strings of color in his hair. He now has mage armor, which is going to protect him a little bit better now. Looking good, man. Ah, thanks, man. Definitely still appears that you're going the, you know, per- person who's going to hit things route. But I-, I enjoy that. Yeah, I didn't say it was going to be a good one. I said better. No, it looks good, man. It looks good. Baby steps. Big baby gnome steps. You're doing a great job, man. Thanks, bro. That's dope. So, like, red ethereal armor? I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of see through it, but it follows the same path that the leather armor did. Ghost armor. Ghost armor. And that lasts for eight hours. Nice. Is that a first level? Yeah, I took a first level spell with my new one. Gotcha, gotcha. You see that as you cast the spell, it's a little bit more dramatic, a little bit more fabulous than you expected it to be. Just give me an amped up description. This looks like the ideal casting of the spell. So I think it actually resembles from the last episode in the Fae. So it's got golden leaves that trim around the edges of the red ethereal armor, and it's sparkling and giving off a soft glow of color. That's really cool. Yeah. I did not expect all this. I've outdone myself. You always impress me, bro. A single tear rolls down Nox's cheek. <laughs> That sounds like a friendship point. <laughs> it's always worth a try. No, you know, I'm not going to hold you to this, Brent, but I, I'm going to add to my inventory one sentimental tear. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not going to hold you to it, but it's on there. It means something to me, and that's what matters. Yeah, and I'm going to keep that bad boy right there. All right, so you're going to follow the lichen leads you further into the outer edges of the city. This appears to be a slum of some sort. The only people that you see seem dreary and downtrodden, their heads down as you walk past them. They don't even pay attention when you cast one of the lights out with your druid craft. As we're walking through these slums, I get a little bit of an eerie feeling, more so than before, and feel an air of suspense. Even without thinking, I pull out my drumsticks and start tapping on my leg. And as I do, Tresillo, Sonus, and Tremolo, the three spirits I found on the mountain, come out of my hoodie pocket and start spiling around me and my friends. 
Thrasher, Knox, and Copes. And I end up casting Aria of Suspense, which is one of my maestro techniques. And for the next 10 minutes, we gain a bonus on saving throws against traps and environmental hazards, and we cannot be surprised. Dang. Stone Nice. Yeah, it's called Aria of Suspense. You walk for 11 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as we're walking here, I'm tapping my beat. I'm calling stuff out like, oh, watch out for that crack. Oh, oh, pothole right there. (laughs) (laughs) Mind the mental gaps, you know. Yeah. It's a great episode name. That is. You're eventually brought to a set of stairs descending downward. They descend about 10 feet and then hook sharply to the right down another 10 feet. It seems like it's going oddly deep for what appears to be just a set of steps leading to a basement. Until you're finally brought to a door. The glow of the lichen shining across the door. You see a face embedded within. It's Wagon Wheel's face. What Wagon Wheel, you there? The face doesn't move. I kiss it. Is that really your first thought? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm just going <laughs> to No, let him kiss it. No. <laughs> no, he said it. Drag him. Drag him. Yeah, he said it. No, I, would, I wouldn't kiss it. I wouldn't kiss it. <laughs> it's like a lichen depiction of his face. Is that, did I hear that right? Yeah, almost like it's formed of the wood, but it, it's, it's very lifelike looking. And it's a door, right? It's a door. Yeah. No handle. Um, Dimrock approaches the wooden door slowly and... As he gets close to the door, he looks back at his group, hoping for a little reassurance as he lifts his fist in the air, getting ready to knock, and then just doom, 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 he knocks on the door. The eyes open. They talk in a a somber tone, almost without emotion. The eyes are talking to me? No, so the face, the eyes open, the face talk. Okay. Who is it? <laughs> it is me, Demarok. <laughs> it's us, Wagon Wheel. Let us in. I was gonna kill you. <laughs> All right, try that without the vodka. I was going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Rick. <laughs> The face, the mouth curls into a slight frown. You see an intense look of sadness upon the face as the door swings open. Oh, now I feel bad for what I said. Because you made the door sad. Oh, man. Oh, no. (laughs) Way to go. So many of my life choices end poorly. Damn it. All right. We keep going. You open it into another apparently busy set of streets. You walk out into an alleyway in between several lines of these broken down tenements, these old buildings. It looks like the slums you were in just a moment ago, but somehow everything looks a little bit fresher. You see a familiar figure, full of hair though, walking along the alleyway street. Cubs is going to run up. He seems to be happily skipping along with a stick over, what is it called? Uh, A a bind, a, a no, bun, a, a, a bindle. bindle. He's got a bindle over his shoulder, and he seems to be happily skipping along. 
Looks like he's pretty young. Must be less than 20. It's it. Uh, Wagon Wheel. It's, it's me, your boy Copes. It's your bro. He just keeps skipping along. Uh, can I touch him? You Yeah, you go to touch him. Yeah, I reach out and, and uh, try to grab his arm. Whoa, whoa, man. What's your problem? Look, I don't have any money to give you. No, did you have any dolls? He looks shocked for a second. No, I don't have any dolls. Those are for babies. <laughs> okay. I just, I'm going to let his arm go. He skips, but a little bit less enthusiastically. Now he's a little bit peeved. Some peeved skipping. Dang, Copes. You guys want to follow him? I think we have to. I mean, it's not our wagon wheel. Do we think that's him, though? I think it might be a memory of him. I have an idea. Hold on one sec. Knox is going to start skipping and catch up to him alongside. Mm-hmm. And he's going to tap him on the arm a little bit. Hey, friend. The name's Knox. I haven't seen you around. What's your name, bud? And hold out a hand. He seems kind of surprised. I'm... And then you hear a bunch of static as the next words leave his mouth. Can we read his lips? What did he say? <laughs> it's... I almost took a feat that lets you read someone's lips. Oh, my God. I swear to God, I almost took that feat. Oh, that would have been so good. Man, I would have been so pissed. Oh, my God. I almost took it. Oh, oh, okay. Hey, it's great to meet a fellow gnome. There's not many of us around here. How come I haven't seen you here? Uh, just passing through town. Anywhere we should go around here? Any good places to check out? Well, you don't want to talk to many of the people around here. You're welcome to stop by my place. My mom's cooking up dinner. Screw you guys. I'm going to hang out with Wagon Wheel. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, man. Let me check out the town a little bit. But I'll make my way back, all right? I appreciate it. It was good to meet you. Of course. It's always nice to meet a new friend. Yeah. And as he skips along, you see little bits of lichen growing underneath his feet as his feet touch the ground. Dasher, do you see that? Yeah, man. We gotta follow it. Okay. We follow it. Follow the lichen. Alright, you follow behind him. After a follow few... Follow the lichen! After following him for a little bit, he walks up to a one of the, the smaller shacks. This one's barely a shack, even. It's an act. Sorry. <laughs> you should be Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're a monster. You know, I don't have to be here. I have better things to do. I know, I'll mute myself. <laughs> Hold on. Ah, this is nice. All right, you see him pull a... F no, no door, even. He just pulls a flap to the side and then goes in. All right, guys, do we follow? I think if someone can sneak in... I can, I can try. I'll poke my head in the tent. You see that he's dumped out the contents of the bindle on the ground. Look, Ma, look look at the food I got. Look at all the food I got for us. Oh, no. Oh, well, that's nice, honey. But where did you get all this? You couldn't have been able to afford it. And he smiles. I struck a deal. Oh, oh my goodness. 
oh, that's my little deal maker there, but was it a fair deal for everyone involved? No. <laughs> of course, I don't make bad deals with people. Only ones that both of us benefit from, just like you taught me. Thank you for bringing the dinner, hun. I was worried about what we were going to eat. Mm. Oh. As you're watching, it seems like time speeds up for a moment. You see the sky above. There was a sun, by the way. You see the sun moving across the sky quickly as you see them preparing dinner. Well, in fast motion, preparing dinner. Until they're sitting around a cooking pot, serving up bowls of some kind of stew that was cooked up. Demarok, do you want to know what kind of stew it is? Mmm, <laughs> my nose gets to work. Mm, I, I smell hints of... What is it? It's love. It's a love. Oh my god. You see them sitting around the table. The mom's like, did you hear something? No, I didn't hear anything. She says, thank you so much, little. And then you just hear static again. For getting this food for us. Anything for you, mama. I don't know what I would do without you. Oh, no. And you see a little something appear in the air. A little puff of smoke congealing into some darkness that hovers in the air behind him. You see it reach around Wagon Wheel's skull, pouring into his ears. You maybe see the briefest moment of a silhouette of what looks like a person. All right, I'm going to run and interrupt. Run it. Can I just run through that smoke? Yeah, you can. I'm just going to stumble in the tent. Oh, oh, my my friend, I, I hope I'm not interrupting. I hope I'm not late. Can I join you? A little company is kind of what I'm missing now. They both look at you in surprise. You see them struggling to say something, though it seems like the words just get caught on their lips, like they're unable to speak further. You are interrupting. That shadowy smoke that you dissipated begins to congeal into something more solid. It has almost the exact size and shape of Wagon Wheel himself, although it has no features, no face, no eyes. You can't stop this. It's already happened. As he holds out his arms and a pair of jagged scythes appear in each hand. Mm. I think Knox just falls to his knees in that moment and just watches. I mean, it, like he said, it's already happened. I mean, Thrasher wants to stop it, but it's a memory, you know? Can't stop a memory. I've been confused before in my life, and I've made some bad judgments, but I, I will not stand by and let this happen. And I go stand next to Knox in front of Wagon Wheel. What you do is futile. You cannot stop what has already happened. The blades grow to a, a sickening length as he attempts to strike at the two of you. You see that Wagon Wheel has collapsed into unconsciousness on the ground, and his mother 
is cowering in the corner in fear. Oh, if he's trying to hit them, I'm jumping in. As Demarok sits there and one by one watches each of his new friends rush in to help to help the guy they've all been trying to save so hard he finds himself overcome with with fear with with uncertainty with doubt for the first time in a while he's a little boy again standing in a shadow his father's shadow nothing he says to himself gets his legs to work he can't stand up he just sits there and watches and he whispers trying to yell you got this guys save wagon wheel help him and he watches cope spring into action can i wild shape yeah you can wild shape i'm gonna let him have a turn though because you guys stood there waiting for this to happen so i'll make an attack against each of you i rolled a nat 20 (laughs) and a nat 1 the nat 20 against nox right (laughs) that would be appropriate but let's just go odd or even odd nox it's even that's against copes okay i ain't get to wild shape yet so all right go ahead hit me all right you get hit for 15 slashing damage ouchie machi ow as he slashes into you you're able to deftly dodge the other attack or block it yeah i think nox was just he was kneeling down on the ground and he dropped his head right as the side slung across almost not even realizing all right and then it's y'all's turns we don't have to go in any particular order since it's just one enemy right now i'm coming in i'm a rage oh you're pissed i'm so mad yeah you just hit my buddies i rage and and i go to hit him with my axe because that's what i do that's going to be a 19 do you have your axe Yes, it has been established. As you swing your axe, a ferocious guitar solo echoes off in the distance. As you look at your axe, you see an electric guitar in your hands. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. Electric guitar probably doesn't exist, but whatever. Magic electric guitar. <laughs> electric loot with heavy distortion. Majectrical guitar. Majectrical. Maj- and so I love just smashing words together. I don't know if you guys can tell. A majectrical guitar. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> 19 is a hit against this shadowy figure. And then I give my smack for 14 damage. You strike at it and some of its form blurs for a moment before reforming. It's difficult to tell whether you actually hurt it or not. But I did hit it. You did hit it. And when I rage, my ancestral warrior's corpsable can appears. So if he tries to attack somebody else, it's he should he should try and hit me. 
All right, the figures that arise around you seem oddly more physical than they are normally. Ooh. And they're partying. So it's Cope's turn now. Cope's, he's kind of seen the error of his ways and a real soft spot for Wagon Wheel here. And he's going to turn into, fully enraged, turn into a lion and roar his bestial form and bite at this guy. Or pounce. Lion him. You know, the lion protects his pride, and he's... One thing we have is pride. I mean pride as... You want to understand you don't know <laughs> animals. Watch a Disney movie, jeez. Yeah, the lion takes care of his shit. <clears throat> so, the way pounce works, you move 20 feet, which we're gonna... Don't worry about. Hit it with a claw attack, and then he has to make a saving throw. If he gets knocked prone, you can make your bite attack, too. Gotcha. Oh, you're going to pounce him. Do I use the lion stats? Yeah, you use the lion stats. Do you look like a normal lion? No, I look like Scar. Oh, do you have stars on you or something, too? Yeah, Star the lion. <laughs> star. <laughs> yeah, it's got a plus five to hit. Uh, 16. That's a hit. That's a hit. So you hit him with your pounce. Nice. And you try to take him to the ground. I do. What's the saving throw number it says on there? Um, 13. 13. He fails. Thank you, Matt. You take the shadowy figure to the ground, and you go for the throat or something. I do. No, I do. Go ahead, hit me, Matt. What do I do? Roll another d20 plus <laughs> 5. Oh, for the hit. I got you. I got you. That's a natural one. That's a natural one. So you don't make the bite, but you do get the claw, and he is prone on the ground. Uh, so I get advantage. I guess you would have advantage, yeah. So re-roll that nat one. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a nice. Not much better. <laughs> Still a miss. Not much better. Still a miss. So just one d6 plus three for the claw. That's a seven. And then I swipe my claw across his face. Ooh, and you got him on the ground. Can I speak to him telepathically? You sure can try. I just try, and I say, You will not touch Wagon Wheel. I already have. Well, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Next person would be Knox. Okay, so you said Wagon Wheel just fell to the ground unconscious, right? That's right. So I think Knox kneeling on the ground right in front of him, right next to him. He remembers how, how he was on the ship and almost killing Wagon Wheel and, and letting his rage get the best of him. I mean, he just you see his teardrops just fall on the floor. And he is going to, he's just going to stand over Wagon Wheel and try to push him or carry him if he can towards where his mother is in this memory and try to protect them if that's even possible at this point. All right, so the creature tries to strike out at you as you bring the two of them away. He has disadvantage because he's prone. So that is a miss for sure. You're able to pull Wagon Wheel over to the edge of the room where he's seemingly out of danger. He's going to look at the creature as he gets away. and You may have gotten him once, but you won't be here for long. I promise you that. Enough is enough. Watching his friends run in and just and face this evil, vile thing. Dimrock's up on his feet and he rushes in. And with his new blade of subtlety on his wrist, rushes through the door and extends his arm directly towards Legis's chest. So as you hold out your arm, you're intending to 
send out your blade of subtlety to stab at him. And as you're holding it out, you see that it's not there, but you feel something from within. I've stabbed myself. <laughs> no. Oh, that was subtle. You spend one hit dice. One of your hit dice that you get for restoring HP on a short rest, and the blade of subtlety manifests on your arm as you reach out to stab. I'm going to give you advantage on this roll, or an inspiration for this roll, too. Nice. I roll uh, 11, Nat. So 11 plus whatever your attack bonus is. Plus 2. So 13. 13 is just barely a hit. It's 8 plus 2. 10 damage. All right, so the blade suddenly springs to life on your arms. You feel something drained from you, like you lost something temporarily. Like it took some mental energy to pull that out of nowhere. So you stab into this creature. You feel a nice resistance as you plunge the blade within. And the creature cries in agony. That's your turn. And now we'll go to Wagon Wheel. Nox, you're in the corner of the shack with Wagon Wheel. He opens his eyes for just a moment. He looks up at you. Please don't let me hurt her. I know I do, but please don't let me do it again. He clutches at your robe. I'll make sure it doesn't. You have my word. You look familiar. Before he passes out again. So then it's this shadowy figure's turn. You waste your time. You can't do anything to help him now. As he takes another two strikes. Damn it, one of them is another nat one. Alright. So that's a 14 against Copes. Yep. And a nat one. Oh, no. Hey, disadvantage if he's not attacking me. Disadvantage. Alright. So he rolled worse. That's a 12 against Copes. I gotta look up my lion. So it's 13. 13 and it just misses. Nice. Nice. I roar. And go ahead and do a lion roar right now, Tyler, for us. All right, that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I was going to make fun of you, but that was good. The wild spirits from your axe move to deflect the blows meant for your allies. The shadowy figure roars in anger. <sighs> All right, and then it's you guys' turns again. I hit him. See the figure growing in size as his fury seems to grow. You strike at him with your axe? Yes, and I get another 19. That is a hit. I know, because it was last time. For 12 more damage with my axe axe. Does it make more guitar sounds? It does make more guitar sounds. Wild shredding. You hear it in the distance. I can hear it. The figure seems to be more amorphous. It seems to be having difficulty maintaining its shape. And then it's whoever else's turn. I think I made Copes go next. Yeah, yeah, it was me. I'm already sitting right on top of his chest, so I'm just going to bite. I forgot he needed to stand up. So I have advantage on this, right? I guess so, since I forgot to stand up. So 14? That is a hit. All right, so 1d8 plus 3. Oh, crit roll. So that's 11 damage. Nice. All right, what do you do? I rear my head back and I telepathically, it's not too late. It's never too late. And I fucking bite. (laughs) I bite directly (laughs) down on its face as hard as I can and squeeze. 
you feel a light pressure before the mist, this congealed shadow just pops. I close my eyes. And evaporates into the air. I roar in triumph. You feel a grip on your robe, Knox. You see Wagon Wheel looking up at you, his eyes. Looks like he's barely conscious. He's struggling to stay awake. Thank you for keeping me from remembering at least once before he falls unconscious. You will be free soon, my friend. You look around the room now. You see that time must have passed very quickly since you, even since you just glanced around a moment ago. It's nighttime. You see the body of Wagon Wheel's mother lying on the ground, bleeding from several cuts. You see your little friend Wagon Wheel curled up on a bed in the corner of the room, softly weeping to himself. The fuck? It's what happened. And Knox will get up and walk out of the tent. I follow him out. Is his mom, like, just dead? Yeah. We interrupted the memory, but we can't change the past. Gotcha. I hang my mane and I stalk out behind my friends. Then as we walk out, I think Knox will look at the party. We have to help him. Whatever it takes. He's faced too much. Too much injustice already. I had no idea all this went so far back. He hasn't been himself for a long time. He never had a chance to even be himself. Can I still be in the tent? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I, as a lion... I walk over and lay my head on Wagon Wheel's head, and telepathically I say, You have forgotten who you are, and so you have forgotten. Look inside yourself, Wagon Wheel. You are more than what you have become. Remember who you are. And then I turn and walk out of the tent to join my party. So what are you doing now, True? Hi, I'm Wagon Wheel's dead mom. <laughs> oh my no. god, no, please, Brent. No. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening this week to Discount Heroes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you want to get podcasts. Come check us out at the DHCast on Twitter. And check out our new Discord where you can post fan theories and you know, all that stuff. Just come hang out with us for a little bit. So once again, thank you so much for joining us here on Discount Heroes, where questionable results are always guaranteed. Also, Brent, shout out. That's a dope-ass voice. I was not expecting that to come out of you. Also, shout out, because that shit legit made me feel something for Wagon Wheel that I didn't feel. Oh my god, I was so sad. I know. Yeah, Tyler's a piece of shit. And Matt, why he tried to kill him too? He tried to kill him last. <laughs> You're way more aggressive about it. I feel sad when I was saying it. I was fucking sad as shit.
Sorry, I'd... just for the record, Matt, fuck you too. That's fair. I feel like it's partly because Matt's just jealous that I have another little buddy, you know? Yeah, I'm going to kill him yes. either way, whether we <laughs> save him or not. There can only be one uppies. That one caught me off guard. I was like... I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. That did not feel good for my past decisions. It was hysterical that I just picked a lion off the whim and a fucking Lion King quote worked so well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope... How many Lion King quotes are we going to make? That's the real question. Can I interrupt this for a second for a text I got while we were recording at 9.33 p.m.? You just did. Yes. It's Zach Winstead, and it says, For the record, your Nicolas Cage joke was very good. And I got <laughs> that tonight. Uh, you can't see it right there. I just wanted you to know. Congratulations, Tyler. I just wanted you to know, Jared. Zach Winstead thinks you're hilarious. Fuck you. <laughs> That's a- <laughs> I don't care how much support you get for that joke. It wasn't good. Done. Yeah, I got that tonight. Shout out to Zach Winstead for loving my joke, along with the rest of our listeners. Maybe, maybe don't say his last name, though. <laughs> Zach. Boop, beep. The last time we were supposed to bleep something out, though, it didn't happen. So he's going to get he's gonna get put on black. That's yeah, true. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What did I miss? That was good. Um, yeah. Was that everything? Pretty much. Yeah, no, no. More or less? Yeah, I think you, That's I don't know fine, if you said but Thursdays. Everybody knows. But you, you also told, I mean, which we're on episode 22, if they don't know what day we yeah, released, that's yeah, their right. fucking problem. No, that was good. <laughs> um, good enough? All right. I'm going to stop my recording. Is that all right? Yep.